So I'm Cam. I'm Kelly. And this is something I, I, I've been thinking of that I think could be fun. So what we're doing here is I'm reading romance novels to Kelly. Uh, these are almost all very old romance novels that you could find somewhere like half price books. You go somewhere like that, there's just a whole section filled with these things that your mom or your grandma or your sister, your brother, someone's just, people eat these things up. So what are really in them? All kinds of very, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it doesn't age well at all, and was probably offensive when it was first written. To be fair, this one was written or at least published in 1988, so not only that, I specifically picked it because of the cover, because there's a, a man who is wearing a Native American vest, but he does not have a Native American face. He's wearing a vest if someone was a tourist at a Native American style festival where they were selling those vests. This is, I don't know, man. It's very casual. He's he is basically the the lead in Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Pretty sure that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, but it looks like some sort of. Um, they give him a different face. Italian. Uh, but something European. Something but European? I'm definitely not getting Native American features on his face. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what this is supposed to be about here. Now, it's called Texas Bride by F. Roseanne Bittner, author of Tennessee Bride. So they say on the back. Give everyone a little snippet. I'm a terrible reading. The Texas sun kissed her hair with gold. The western sky gave its luminous blue to her eyes. Rachel Rivers was the most beautiful woman Brand Selby had ever met. Ew. I thought Rachel Rivers was gross, but then Brand. Brand Selby. That's the name of a car or not. Then he's Man. that's that's like a that's like a jock, like meathead, whatnot name. That's not a. Um, uh, he noticed her tremble when she saw him standing tall and magnificently handsome in the doorway of the schoolhouse, and his blood burned with a hungry flame. How does that work? If your blood is burning, I think you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> That sounds extreme. One look between this proper school teacher and this powerful Comanche half-breed. Oof. That's rough. And it's Comanche, of course. Of course. Yeah, it be like a lesser known one. It's always like Apache Comanche. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always the name that that the settlers gave them. It's rarely... Yeah. Well, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be real bad. We'll see if we can make it through more than the beginning. 
But we're, we're going to be attempting to begin so many of these because we can just return them. We had a man with us. Afro-San Fittner. We had some dudes. Yeah, Fittner. like, why would you put... So, like, get a middle initial in between that, or even, like, the HD, whatever, and stuff, but that, that one's too weird. Well, he had lit a passion no power on earth could extinguish, but they lived in a land scorched by hatred for the Indian. I don't know, man, I think some of the rights that, whatever. Sometimes, you know, all people have rights. I have a little hate going on. Rachel was courted by Brand's enemy, Texas Ranger Jason Brown. I guess, yeah, he gets just a real bland name. Because he gets to just guy. Uh, here, one kiss could seal the lover's doom and make Rachel an outcast from her own kind. Whoa, so there's no possible good that could come from this? Why am I I supposed to read it? I don't know. This this Rachel bitch already starting to sound real racist. This half-free tempted her, and then it led to their inevitable... That poor deluded child. Poor deluded girl. Here amid danger, deadly enemies. Bran had to choose between life and love. The woman who ruled his heart surrendered to him forever. Dot, dot, dot. Alright. I guess that's supposed to be one of those forbidden things, but you went about it in the most racist way. Why couldn't it have just been like an affair or something? That's still pretty bad. I really should have read the back of this in the story. Well, you just grabbed it. I was like, yeah, sure. That looks let's, terrible. Let's start with the read. <laughs> okay. This is just an excerpt. This is a little teaser, once again. He moved an arm from around her and shifted it under her hips, lifting her in her arms. Ugh. Lifting her in his arms. Now you truly will be my woman, he told her. Their eyes held as he stood there with her in his arms. An aching need swelled deep inside her at the meaning of his words. It's not right, she said in a near whisper. Sorry. It's too soon. He did not let her continue. He met her mouth again in a harder, more demanding kiss. His tongue moved deeper, searching, teasing, taking command. When he left her lips, she felt weak. She had dreamed about this night after night. It felt so good to let go of her feelings, so good to let someone else be in control. Her heart pounded as he carried her back to the blanket and laid her on it. Rachel, he said softly, don't be afraid. So it's just sexualization of Indians? Indigenous Native American folks? The, uh, The aggressor sexually? Some quotes. Intense and gripping. A four-hanky read that packs quite an emotional wallop. Are we crying or are they beating it? <laughs> That's what I was hankies? saying. <laughs> when I first read it, I immediately thought, I was like, hell no. You're just like. Who's going through hankies like that? <laughs> There's a lot of pages. 
That's like that's partly so much of that is how you know. All right, I'm gonna give it a shot, guys. I'm gonna attempt to read some of this. Oh my Book. god! Yeah, this is a dedication. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and call out all the people that thought this was amazing. A fifth occur. Don't know how it is. I can't. I'm not good at French. Romantic times. <laughs> On frontier fires. What is that? Probably a magazine or something. I guess. But they well they put in like two. See how it's written. Romantic times. Normal on frontier fires. Are they saying that about this or, or, or frontier fires? Maybe that's another. One yeah, approach, so well, it just advertises the quality of the. the oh, these aren't even good reviews for this book. I these guess are good not. reviews in general. I probably couldn't <laughs> find anyone to give good reviews for this book. I don't know though. I'm pretty sure this lady just writes about Native Americans being sexy and aggressive. Half Native. Half Native American. Jesus. (laughs) 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 I can maybe do it because they're always half white. Shh. They want this in a fucking library. Attention, schools and corporations. Books, these public library books are available. But this one? (laughs) You want to put this fucking thing in a book? Get this out of school. <laughs> if this was nineteen eighty eight. If man. this book was ever on the shelf of a fucking school, <laughs> that school I hope it's closed. What about a high school? <laughs> Better not have been. It's fucking gross. Alright. <laughs> I'm biased already. <laughs> people do that. Alright. Let's see here. They have a disclaimer in a way, I and mean, it's not—it's not a proper kind. So let's see. I'm gonna read that. The characters and events in this novel are purely fictitious, and the product of this author's imagination. I'm putting the tone tones on me. <laughs> However, said characters and events are based on the actual historical situation that existed in the Republic of Texas during the time in which this story takes place, 1845. Oh, okay. At least then that puts it into context. Still gross, I, it, but there's some context as to what's happening. And it's, it has as uh, how what level people were on. Yeah. If it's 1988, freaking horrible still. But at oh, least, you thought this was in 1988 so far. I assumed yeah. it wasn't just based on this dude's outfit. Unless this dude... Uh, no, actually... You're right. This dude's outfit would have made a lot more sense in the '80s. I, I had her dress. Young man, it's pretty '80s. Just like I yeah, don't man, know. Yeah, this dude's dressed like a village person. <laughs> not, not, not His hair, like he's got it's another 80s proper hair. Native American. I'll hair. get the cover, guys. Like, yeah, you gotta see. He's this also got guy. these. I guess they're leather. He's got leather and armband things. And his lips are like rubbing. And a gold, the side and a silver, of her face. gold bracelet thing. I don't know. Ew! No way. Yeah. There it goes. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. And did they draw? Her? They put her on the cover with roots, or is it just like dark near her scalp? She's <laughs> got mm, a little bit of rootage, and then as well as like highlights. So, she's just got dark eyebrows. Oh. Yeah. So she's got her hair dyed? Yeah. 
Texas, and to the equally brave souls who were forced to give up that same land to make way for the white man. So I said, you got to read that. <laughs> God dedication. damn! <laughs> yeah, this book is just trash. Got to inside. Yeah, it's a book by its cover. I won't. Oh wow, Texas. this cover is tough. No, I'm gonna get inside of it, I guess. And the white man. Oh, thanks, white man. In many ways, both red man and white were right in there. Thanks for both sides. Whoa, did she just say red? Oh my god. Yes, she did. Oh my god. In their beliefs and actions, she just both sides it in eighteen in nineteen eighty eight. <laughs> there were good people. There were good people on both sides. <laughs> Back in 1845. Uh-oh. There yeah, was maybe I'm, a few good people I'm in sure. 1945 in regards to Native Americans in Texas. But a few. We all had sugar of some sort. That Yeah, that's a statement. Then I'm right. <laughs> okay. It's fucking bad. This, ooh, okay. In retrospect, who can say who is to blame? What? That's what it says. Yeah, I, I only got to the white man part, and I was like, no. All that is left is to forgive, to accept what is, and look to the future. Dot, dot, dot. No. And... To replace bitterness and hatred with acceptance and love. Just get over it and start loving it. You need to forgive. It's also, really y'all's fault. I mean, she really should have put a PS. I find them sexy. Well, it helps it's... Of course, it's, from, it's at that cursed building. Is that the cursed building in New York? Of course it came from there. That's published building. It's freaking, it's the publishing house from, that was on 666. <laughs> yeah. Public um, library books are published by Warner Books, Inc. 666 Fifth Avenue, New York, New York. That's an old one, guys. Yeah, books to just be about the fetishization. Of Native Americans. Yeah. Copyright, 1988, by F. Roseanne Bittner. All rights reserved. Hawthorne Library and the Fanciful P. Design are registered trademarks, Warner Books Incorporated, cover illustrated by John Enos. First printing, November 1988. And they own everything in this. We are just, you know... Jeez, satire or whatever. Why do you have to open with a Ralph Waldo Emerson poem? Ew. I'm not going to read that. Good. 
<laughs> so, we already read some things Are that you I didn't feel like reading taste? today. I'm already so. going to have to read a few more things I don't feel like reading anymore. So we shall see if I get past just three pages of chapter one. A hot Texas wind blew the hemline of Rachel Rivers' dress, dusting the bottom of the deep blue skirt and spoiling the polish of her high-buttoned shoes. It was a warm spring day, 1845, and Rachel was hot in her long-sleeved dress, but it was her best dress, and she had wanted to look nice for her homecoming. The dress fit her tiny waist perfectly, billowing below the waist with several slips beneath it. The perfectly placed darts of the bodice accepting her full round bosom. Her blonde hair was swept up under a small hat, part of its long tresses hanging in curls down the back of her neck. So I'm assuming they, they took liberties on giving this bitch roots. Or it's just some darkness. I don't know. She has highlights, highlights as well. Yeah. She got 80s hair. And they're not like natural highlights no. either. So Rachel ignored the heat. Her blue eyes saw only the inscription on the new gravestone beside her mother's. Here lies Joseph Rivers, known to some as River Joe. Creative bunch. Update. Un- oh, update. <laughs> update. Birth date unknown. Died February 12th, 1845. A good husband and father. Sand carried on the wind. Stung Rachel's pretty face. <laughs> Got it. It's Dune. Dune, or I guess. Texas Bride. Texas Bride. Texas was hard on fair skin, hard on everything. Rachel's mother, Emma, had been dead since 1840. She was only 30 years old when she died in childbirth, taking the baby with her. But she had left behind three sons and a daughter. At least they're together now, said 20-year-old Joshua Rivers as he moved closer beside his grieving sister. Mom and Pa didn't have a lot of years together, but they sure did love each other, he added. 13-year-old Luke stood across from his sister and older brother, sniffing and wiping at new tears that spilled out of big blue eyes. He ran a hand through his dark hair. It didn't seem possible his father had already been dead for two months. Now seeing Rachel grieving over their father, his pain, painful loss was reawakened. Ah, grumbling's going on. Hey, I'm reading from a cursed book. <laughs> It's not read from the book. You see? No, that's why just, you know, dumpsters. Dumpsters exploding. Fifteen-year-old Matthew leaned against the big cottonwood tree that shaded the graves. Terrible things, cottonwood trees. His thick blonde hair blew every which way, and his blue eyes were watery with tears that the boy was too stubborn to let fall. Luke and Matthew were both... Built big for ages, good-looking young men who had learned about hard work early in life. If only I had come back sooner, Rachel spoke softly, hardly able to get the words past the painful lump in her throat. I just never imagined a man like Father dying. He was so big and strong and able. It's not how it works. Whatever. I know, Joshua answered. 
It got extra cold last January and the pond froze over. Pa went out to chop a hole in it for the horses and more ice broke and he fell right in. A couple of days later, he came down with a fever and he just never got better. Franklin's 1845. That's pretty brutal. That's like an it's Oregon Trail death. Too solar. Yeah, man. Paul fell into the river and then they it's like killed him. <laughs> two days later, Paul. <laughs> Paul's half dead. Never got better. He was never a happy man after she died anyway. Uh, Rachel turned, half collapsing against her brother's chest. He hugged his weeping sister supportively. Such a... This is a statement. Uh, Joshua was tall and broad like his father, a handsome young man. With Joe River's dark eyes and winning smile, his hair was soft, sandy color, a grand mixture of his dark father and his blonde mother. Go on about your chores, he told Luke and Matthew, gently. I know you want to visit with Rachel, but this is pretty bad news for her right now. Supper will be a better time to get you get your visiting done. Luke fidgeted with a floppy leather hat that hung limply from his calloused hands. He came around to the sister. It seemed he hardly knew anymore. I'm glad you're home, Rachel, he said awkwardly. I'm sorry about Pa. Rachel turned to him, giving him a quick, tearful hug. She glanced at Matthew, who still stood leaning against the tree. We'll get reacquainted at supper, like Josh said, she told Matthew, finally finding her voice. I'm proud of you and Luke both for staying on here with Josh and taking care of the ranch. I know it's hard work. Matthew nodded, quickly turning away to hide a tear that finally slipped out. He hurried off to do his chores, barking at Luke to come and help. All four Rivers children were named after biblical characters. It's fitting, their mother had often said. I learned to read with the Bible back in Tennessee when your pa and I lived among the Cherokee. Of course. Rachel's biblical? There's a lot of names in the Bible. The whole song. This song is filled with names about who begot who. It's a thing. The Cherokee raised your pa, even though he was white. They were family to him, so they became family to me too. Got it. So they're white, but they were so raised why, by Indians. If so, then why does she feel? Why is she so like? No, she should be more accepting and willing to be with him. She's racist. Like, she's got a problem with it. She only finds it. Where sexy. did she, she learn this racism from? Uh, the air. <laughs> the 1845 air you gotta watch out for it breathe it in too wrong start looking at people funny like I said I'm pretty sure it's just cause she finds it's about the sexualization not about being with a person I guess yeah yeah it seems to be but we'll see. Rich could easily remember Emma Rivers telling them stories about how she grew up and how she met Joe Rivers. Things that happened back in Tennessee, how the Cherokee got sent away by the government, how she had Joe come live in Texas to start a new life. So, that had taken great strength and courage. So what, abandon his family that were with him, the Cherokee, because he's white so he didn't go with them? 
Right on. Whatever. That had taken great strength and courage, and the sons of the daughter of Joe and Emma Rivers were nurtured to carry those same qualities. Necessary characteristics for survival in a harsh land. Yeah, really. Yeah. Took from the giving tree. Hmm. Uh, oh, Josh, I wish I could have been here. Rachel said she took a hand, hand, handkerchief? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> from the pocket of her dress and blew her nose. Pa would understand, Josh answered. Besides, you were doing what Ma wanted. She wanted you to go to that. Mm-hmm. On page four. School back east. Now look at you. A fine lady. Anybody can see. I expect my sister is the prettiest girl in all of Texas. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. So, Rachel smiled through her tears. That's what father used to say to mother. Ew. <laughs> she said, her voice shaky. Remember how he used to make her blush? Ew. Ew. Why is this kid fucking creepy? <laughs> Joshua grinned. I sure do. Now you're doing it. She shook her head, laughing and crying at the same time. Josh Rivers, don't you start. Joshua folded his arms. Well, the only thing I regret is that Pa can't see you now. You look more like Ma than ever, and Ma would be so proud to know you'll be teaching in Austin. You did right by her memory, Rachel, coming back here to teach. She's a teacher. And dark tonight. She went to ladies' school and... Became a teacher at the ladies' school. Okay. I guess. It's a good school. She's man. a lady teacher. To school, lady a lady also taught you how to teach children. That's where she became racist. That's what ladies do. Welcome to the racist lady school. Yes. We teach you about how it's right. To be what? Also, you get to teach kids that. I raised the wife dead her eyes, taking a good look at her brother. She had arrived at the double R. God, it's so jarred. No more than a half hour earlier, paying the stage driver a little extra to bring her directly to the ranch after his stop in Austin. She had discovered the shocking news of her father's death upon her arrival. Ooh. Oh, hey, yeah, your dad did. Welcome to town. <laughs> There had barely been time to visit with her brothers, or even to take a true inventory of how they had changed. A great hashtag. Oggle her brothers. And look at you, she then said. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, you're a grown man. Three years can make a big difference. You've changed a lot, too, you know. You left here a shy 16-year-old girl, now you're a woman. Uh, Rachel (laughs) said her brother lovingly. Now what, Josh, you're moving into town? He says, heck no. Pa loved this ranch for staying right here on the double R. We helped Pa enough over the years to know what to do. But the ranch has never brought in much money, Josh. The weather is so unpredictable. A crop can be wiped out overnight. Cattle can starve. Let alone the problems with Indians stealing the strays. That's what I worry about most. The Comanche renegades. Yeah. She didn't worry about it. All the darkness in your heart. 
tilt the not roots the, for <laughs> not the blood. Those are darkness showing. Ah, man. Close. Yeah, I think I'm... Here, I'll read this. I'll read you one can more page. I'm good. I, I don't know if I can. It's terrible. Okay. I don't know if I can without not just, like, erupting into a thing about, like... That's gonna get better. Settlers. Yeah, just, <laughs> just wait. Yeah, oh. it gets there. Joshua shrugged. Paul was hell of a fighter, and so are me and Matt and Luke. We can all handle our repeaters just fine. We'll handle those skulking savages. Ugh. Josh! You know Father never would speak of him that way. You know how I felt about Indians. Comanche aren't like other Indians. Paul liked to think they were. Said they were just afraid of losing all their land and all. But I rode on patrol once last year with Jason Brown. He's a Texas Ranger now. Did you know that? It's a whole racist town. Mm-hmm. Rachel stiffened. No, she answered, wiping out her eyes again. We rode out to check on other settlers, Josh continued, and saw what the Comanches did to a nice family north of there. I tried to tell Paul about it, but he just said I have a lot to understand about Indians and why they do some of the things they do. Then he went into that story again about what happened to the Cherokee. It didn't do them any good to try to keep their land the legal way, the peaceful way, he said. Other Indians know that, so they're going to fight their own way to keep what's theirs. But I'll tell you, if I saw you... If I saw what I saw, if you saw what I saw, you would have, wouldn't have had any sympathy for the Comanche. Rachel frowned, pulling her nose once more. Why on earth did you go riding off with that Jason Brown? He's an Indian hater, Josh, and you know it. Of course he's going to show you the worst. I never liked him much, and neither did Father. Well, maybe that now that you're older, you'll change your mind. Jason asks about you all the time, Rachel. He never forgot you. He's a good man, a capable man, and a good ranger. I think you should fuck Rachel him. turned, looking at the gravestone again. I don't want to think about him right now, Josh. I'm I just want to think about Father. Do you mind leaving me here alone for a while? He put a hand on, Joshua put a hand on his shoulder, squeezing gently. It's fucking gross in every way. It's incesty, it's racist. Like, Hey, you should fuck my friend. Maybe I can watch too. It's also got that weird, that weird thing where they try and excuse all the stuff that they're talking about because they've included one white guy who's now dead, who was like, "Hey, they're cool." You know, sometimes they get upset because we stole it all and murdered everything they love. It's the back say, I'm sorry, I, I wrote this. No, no, you can get a newsletter. Oh, jeez. Or you can go to the address. Did it break? Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm pretty sure we're done with this. It, it, it looks... It looks bad. Oh, it's bad. Take a time jump and tell me what page you're on and read some. There we go. Time slip. She took his hand and squeezed it. Luke would understand. He's a very open, loving boy. 
She turned and led Brand onto the porch and through the front door of the modest frame house. Inside, Joshua was hurriedly picking up dishes from the table and setting them on the counter next to a bucket of water and a wash pan. Brand looked around the river's home with lace curtains at the windows and braided rugs on the hardwood floor. There was one main room with a cast iron cooking stove that he was sure also served as a heating stove. At the back of the room, two doors led to two bedrooms. He noticed pencil drawings hanging on the wall, and he was startled at how much the woman resembled Rachel. The man had long hair and was quite handsome. Your parents? he asked Rachel. Yes. A Cherokee friend of my father's drew those for them when they were first married, just before they came to Texas. Just and I were very small then. We don't remember when my folks lived in Tennessee. I'm afraid we've been too busy to keep up the house again, Rachel, Joshua muttered. He stood with his back to them as he stacked the dishes. It's all right, she answered. I'll clean up a little before you leave. Are you keeping your clothes washed? Luke does that. The young man turned, his face alive with animosity. Bryn seemed to fill the room with his size, his long hair, and Indian features, making him look even bigger and more fierce. Bryn faced him squarely, deciding the handsome young Josh Rivers must be a mixture of his mother and father. He didn't really look like either of them in particular, and yet he held so many other features. Wow, she's really set on this Joshua guy. His father's brown eyes. His hair very light brown, with almost a blonde cast to it, being in the sun. He had his father's firm, square jaw, and he appeared to be a strong, hard man, not quite six feet in height, but with strong arms and shoulders. Are they all just gonna fuck? I don't know, man. This, this author doesn't know when not yeah. to describe people as sexy. Everyone's sexy. Except for the people that aren't supposed to be. I was looking at your brother, and I noticed he's sexy. Uh, Staring at your brother, and I was like, mmm. Your brother was looking at you, and he was like, mmm. That's problematic. At the, 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 obviously, the incest thing is very problematic. Or yeah. feeling problematic. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So. That was bad. But, that's half price romance for you. Ooh. I think there's, I'm pretty sure there's horse abuse in this too. It's just a no. Avoid. Uh, I never told me about the time they spent in Tennessee. You mean the last book? The Tennessee Bride? <laughs> she keeps bringing it up too. I love it. Yeah. See, even with the time slips, it keeps happening. You like, so time slip, and she's time. talking about the same stuff again. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's so repetitive for such a short book. But good to know what at least the 80s bar of writing was. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess at some point everybody just gets chopped up by Comanche, so there you go. Who love it. And they, and they killed Matthew. Chopped him up like firewood. 
His voice choked and he swallowed again before continuing. I figured you had something to do with it because of the things I had said to you because I got in the way of you married Rachel. I wrote Austin for help. He took a deep breath before continuing. I went to where they were having the dance. I accused you of setting the raid. Granger stared at him, gripping his rifle angrily. Rachel was there. You told everyone about me and Rachel in front of the whole town. Joshua swallowed again. I did. I think maybe now I was wrong, but I was still completely convinced I was. Maybe I was wrong, but I don't think so. Yep. Got it. Now, this guy's got to go try and talk to them and be like, could you give that one white woman back? From the author. I hope you've enjoyed my story. If so, you might want to also read Tennessee Bride. Yeah. Check out your yeah, local bookstore. Be sure to watch more Bride books that will be coming in the future. Oh, God. I've written several other novels. And I'll be glad to send you a newsletter telling you about past and future books. You will write to me. Be sure to include a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> That's right. I'll write to you, but you already address that shit and stamp it. You put your you put an envelope for me to use in that. Yeah. I have a lot of pain for posters to write to you. It's fine. Yeah. It's acceptable. That's acceptable. <laughs> if they spend the time to write to you, you can yeah. paint the damn postage. I've written to you. I would like to ask you about. I mean, it's a crazy person. Why you sexualize <laughs> them so much and seem to hate them? <laughs> Why you only describe them as savage or large or fierce? Why they can't be normal or just some guy? <laughs> no way. That happens. <laughs> because it's 1845. Ooh. Cool. This person's got to be better, hopefully. Oh, yeah. We're going to take a little break. And then we're going to attempt to start, hopefully, a better version. Not version, or a better one. <laughs>